Hello and welcome to a Brothers Creed movie review, where we review movies and talk about them, <laughs> I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the recent movie that came out, Creed 3. Um, we're going to get into it. Jared and I are uh, Rocky fans from from a young, young age. And so although this isn't a Rocky movie, it's no. associated. Right, it, is it's it, associated. It is just because it has the Creed name. We're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna at the beginning here. We'll talk a little bit about our uh, our rankings um, as a non spoiler, and then we'll get into some spoilers. So it's gonna be a good uh, gonna be a good conversation, and I'm sure we can uh, learn some things and build our Creed. All right, let's jump in. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Most valuable commodity I know of is information. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. You're not the devil. You're practice. All right, so first thing, uh, right off the top, uh, Creed three. So uh, there's some uh, some uh, tea about this movie. So apparently Stallone, uh, when he Sylvester Stallone, obviously he's the original Rocky. Uh, he when he did the original movies, like back in the '76, uh, the producer of that was. Uh, this this guy named let me see I'm trying to find his name here I think it's um Irwin is his name and he had and and Rocky uh, or Sylvester Stallone sold uh this guy Irwin the rights to Rocky way back then in like 1976 and so actually Sylvester Stallone doesn't really own uh anything in regards to the Rocky franchise or any of the characters or anything I think it's Irwin uh Winokur. Winkler, Winkler. So this Winkler guy, uh, you know, him and Michael B. Jordan decided to make this Creed three, and Sylvester Stallone felt like he had a major falling out with this Winokur guy. Uh, apparently, he said that the direction that this movie went in creatively wasn't the direction that he thought it should go in. And I was curious. It's like, well, I wonder why. Sylvester Stallone said that. Yeah, I was like, I wonder why. He said that it was, I don't know, it it was kind of weird. He said something like, oh, you know, I think that the movie uh, took on like a darker tone than I like. And I liked my my hero to get beat up a little bit. This is what he said exactly. Quote, it was taken in a direction that is quite different than I would have taken it. It's a different philosophy. Erwin Winkler's and Michael B. Jordan's, their philosophy. Uh, I wish them well, but I'm more of a sentimentalist. I like my heroes getting beat up, but I just don't want them going into a dark, a dark space. I just feel people have enough darkness. So I don't feel like the movie went into a dark space um, like he's talking about. Uh, but apparently he's been like trolling this guy for forever. Uh, 
on Instagram, and, and he's just like, and at this point, like they have had a major falling out to where he's probably never going to play Rocky again. Uh, in fact, they actually did. They were kind of in talks with Dolph Lundgren and the, the guy who plays Dolph, uh, Ivan Drago's son, who actually makes an appearance or two appearances in uh, this Creed three movie. That they're going to do a Drago series, mini series, or, or a Drago series of movies or something like that. And apparently Stallone didn't know about that, so he was really mad. And then, yeah, so there's a there's a lot of drama around this. But <clears throat> I thought that you know, reading that beforehand and hearing about that, I was like, oh man, it's going to really be a deviation from the Rocky franchise. But I didn't feel like it was went in a bad direction at all. Uh, I thought it was uh, it wasn't dark. I didn't feel like it was dark at all either. No, I think uh, just you think of the character and. and, and we don't want to give away too much, right? Um, but I think the Rocky character is a very light-hearted character. Um, yeah. His his character, I mean, they say a lot of jokes, and I mean, he's kind of funny and witty, and and he's always got a positive attitude most of the time. He's kind of a simpleton, um, though. He's what a simpleton, like. Yeah, he is. Um, and this one in this movie, Adonis, the main guy, he is kind of he is really kind of tortured by his past. And I think that's kind of what um, what he's talking about. How it's it's dark. I think yeah, that's maybe. that's really what he's what he's probably saying. That you know, yeah, it's just but, like a different take on like a, a boxing star, and like whereas like Rocky's was kind of like you know, just bludgeoned to death and like, I'm just going to go out there and just get beat up and, and just absolutely, you know, and that's the way he, underdog, he, that's his underdog approach. Whereas this movie was more like Adonis is more like smart, calculated. Uh, he's a businessman. He's got like this business franchise. He's not just like some idiot that lets Polly manage his finances, you know, and he loses, and he loses everything. Of so dollars, he's yeah. not, he's not an idiot. Like, I would say that Rocky was an idiot, uh, but you know he was a, a, an adorable idiot. But yeah. Adonis oh, well, is think, not an idiot. Uh, he was a, yeah. he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing, and he's also a boxer. So it's a different like approach. And it's not he's not just going out there and getting punched in the head and getting brain damage for you know all twelve rounds. It's more of a you know calculated thing. Calculated effort. We'll, we'll talk yeah. more about that as we get into it. So let's do it. Yeah. So still, let's maybe do our, our quick rundown of our categories here, uh, and we can then we can give our overall reviews and then our one-liners for the movie, and then we'll jump into our spoilers portion. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So uh, breaking it down by categories, uh, the the categories that we look at are cinematography. We then we look at plot and story, and then we looked at acting and actors. Then we have an agenda category. Was there a political agenda with this movie? Uh, the last one is, uh, is, is this movie creed building? Is there a creed building st- score? Um, and then we will do an average of, of all of those uh, different categories and, and what we think. So uh, let's get into the first one. Obviously, we're just going to give high-level uh, ratings here. If you want to, to hear what we specifically think about each one of these in a more spoiler format, then wait about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So first one, cinematography. What did you rank it out of 10? So cinematography, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay. I gave it an 8. Okay. I thought that was pretty good. 
Uh, what about plot storyline? Yeah, so plot and storyline. This one for me, I don't know if people are going to agree or not, but I actually give this one a six. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, without giving any kind of spoilers, I. This was probably one of my. I don't, let's let's even just say out of the raw out of the the creeds right. This is Creed three. Out of the three Creed movies, I felt like this one had the weakest plot. Yeah. Now, I'll get into some reasons why afterwards. Okay. Uh, I gave it a seven. So, you know, okay. not, not too bad. It, and we can talk more about that. Uh, acting and talent, I give mine an eight. Yeah, I give it an eight, too. That was really well acted. Uh, yeah, I agree. If you can't notice the actor, if like if you don't notice... Like the, the, when you don't notice it's like, that it's in your, in your movie, that's how you know it's good acting, and it was really good. It's like it's like uh, watching Brad Pitt when he acts, right? When Brad Pitt acts, it, it's or, or 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 Leonardo DiCaprio, right? It's just like there, you wouldn't be able to tell they were acting, you yeah. know. But if you watch some of these other like B-rated movies, it is obviously someone's trying to put on an act. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, didn't it was, feel it was, that. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, agenda. What would you feel like the agenda was? Uh, so I, I, I put neutral. I didn't really feel like there was. Uh, I put none. Uh, major I put, agenda there. Yeah, I put none. Unless some, nowadays stuff like that jumps out at me pretty quick. Um, I do feel like there was one thing that kind of had a little bit of agenda that it was kind of inconsistent with the movie. Uh, in like the past movies, but I'll, I'll talk about that later. But I don't think there was a left or right agenda. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty yeah, neutral. I agree. Uh, for creed building, I I gave it a seven for building your creed. Yeah, I also gave it a seven. So overall, okay. my score was a seven point five out of ten. All right, so mine was a seven out of ten. Nice. Hey, came yeah. in just in line. So, so that's pretty good. I mean, I, out of the uh, this is our our third movie review that we've done. And uh, that's the highest scores I think that we've given a movie. Hey, I think it's the best one that we've seen so far out of yeah, I, uh, a pale, I agree. A pale blue eye. Uh, yep, the glass onion, the glass onion, and this one. I think this and is then this the one. best one. Um, so, what's your what's your one sentence uh, takeaway from the movie? Yeah, so my uh, let's call it a critic's quote. Critic's quote, right? Uh, um, and try not to give away too much here, but my critic's quote is touching story about overcoming struggles, forgiving yourself and others, but with the punch. Ooh, nice. Pun intended. Yes. Uh, I just said, a well-filmed and exciting boxing movie with many life lessons to take away. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. This one one was deep. I felt like it was, well, I mean, I guess all all of them are kind of deep to a certain extent, but this one was yeah, much more about. It was, wasn't just was about good. the boxing, it it was kind of like life lessons and uh, a little bit more than just the boxing. But it was good. Uh, I, th- I think overall it was good. I would recommend going to see it. I would definitely too. Uh, and one of the last things we we say is, um, is this a movie that you have to see in the theater versus a movie that you can watch at home? Um, I I I'd particularly. I'd say, I don't think you need a movie theater for this one, 
the music is really good, and so if you had a like a good sound system at home, that would make it a lot better. But I don't know if you particularly need to go to the movie theater to see it. No, the fight scene isn't like movie theater qual like level like whoa like you know so you don't need you don't need to see this in the movie theater you could wait till it, it comes out it'd be uh it'd be okay watching it on your 65 inch at home yeah yeah that'd be okay all right are we ready to jump into the spoilers portion yeah now? all right so we're gonna get into the spoilers if uh you have not seen the movie yet and want to see it before you listen to the spoilers then go do that and come back um if not then enjoy the the spoils yeah and let us know what you think so uh right off the top uh let maybe let's talk about cinematography so okay. I, I thought the movie was like well filmed i i thought they uh they did like visually it was pretty cool uh i liked how they showed this like opulence of Adonis's Creed's house with like the glass floors and all this kind of stuff. And then it shows the other guy um, like washing his socks in the sink of his dinky apartment, you know, uh, and just how he's well, really in this thing, there's like, oh, no, he's the underdog. I, I think the underdog thing was a little bit overplayed because it's like, oh, he's the underdog. He's just out of prison. And then it's like, no, Adonis is the underdog because his hands are all broken and he's you know, an old retired guy. And so it's like, okay, so you can't have both underdogs here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I have kind of two things to that. Well, and, and one of them kind of what you were saying goes into the plot a little bit too, but I had given it a seven for cinematography. Uh, I, I thought there was really some cool perspectives, like perspective shots that were given. Mm -hmm. um, I really did like the, uh, during the final fight between, uh, Dame and Adonis, mm -hmm. they uh, they started it, and it was like your normal. There was a you know a thousands and tens of thousands of people in the crowd screaming all sort kind of stuff. But I think like in the second round, they ended up um, like they they took all the people away, and it was just those two in the ring fighting each other, mm -hmm. and it was just them, and everything else was it was almost quiet, right, except for just the music. And they were fighting each other and, and, and they had uh, they had some implements come up where it was like a jail cell at one point and a couple of different things. And I just liked how it kind of everything else kind of all the distractions went away and it was all about these two overcoming their their struggles. Yeah, I, I like that part, too, but I actually didn't like the jail cell thing or the, and then like the mattress on the, in one of the corners. I, I didn't like that. I thought it was kind of cheesy. Um, I thought it was cool how everybody else faded away. And also before that, when they were actually like, it was like the camera was in the ring and you could see mm -hmm. these guys fighting and you could see the audience. You could see people that were ringside. Uh, that's a lot. That's, I thought that was really cool. And that's not something you usually see from the other Rocky movies. The other Rocky movies, it was like just, it seemed like it was just too high budget to have people in the audience. So they just kind of filmed very tight shots within the ring. Whereas this one, you could kind of see outside the ring and that was, that was really cool. Um, so I, I thought that was uh pretty neat. Yeah. What do you think about the training montage? So I think that's so. Let's get into plot a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. For me, I gave the plot a six. Um, I I I felt like the plot was a little weak, and, and here's why. So this this guy who is 
you know, I would say Adonis is probably what thirty in this movie or supposed to be in his thirties. Yeah, something like that. Right, and this guy is probably a good, probably, I don't know, eight years older than him. Yeah, something like that. I mean, right. So this guy who's in his probably 40s. mid mid forties, early to mid forties, has been in jail for the past twenty years. Yeah. Right. Eighteen years, and then he comes out of jail, and in um, a in, matter of two in a matter of two weeks, you know, or or a month. He comes and he beats Felix. the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. With ease. With ease. I mean, he didn't even have like a bruise on his face coming out of that fight. And the, the heavyweight champ almost died. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. even Rocky, even Rocky, right? Who in the first Rocky movie, he was a nobody that got to go against the champ. And the only reason, well, and he lost number one against Apollo in the first. Movie, it was a split decision. But he, but he went the distance, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was all about was, going the distance, not about killing the was, other guy. Yeah, he got demolished. I mean, he got brutalized. But this guy just like comes out. I mean, I don't care if he was the Golden Gloves winner, you know, in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty years ago. Yeah, I don't know. So that seemed a little weak to me. I mean, he could have at least struggled a little bit more i don't know but i they had to make him like a really strong character they had to make him kind of like a mr t type character that just came in and just whooped the champ yeah um like when mr t comes in and takes the title from rocky he just whoops him and like two rounds knocks him out yeah and so that was that was a little weak um well uh yeah i felt that the the training montage when uh, before the last fight I don't know. Maybe it's because Sylvester Stallone wasn't involved, but it, it seemed more of like I don't know. It seemed more of like people just like getting sweaty than it did like actual like progression and movement. And you know, I'm thinking like Rocky Four, where he he he's struggling and he's like can barely keep himself upright and he can't do the weight, and then he gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and then you can see him progressing, and it's just like oh yeah, and then he's run up this hill and he's and he's driving and he's he's working harder than than you know harder than drago or whatever but this one was like oh he's 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 pulling a a, a little cessna airplane with a a harness on downhill like oh cool you know or on like a <laughs> flat surface so yeah I, I don't know i thought it was I, cool though when he get when the uh dame was climbing those ropes you know he had like oh two yeah ropes hanging cool. and he was like climbing them just like inching up them uh, with each yeah, hand yeah dame was doing like the he was doing like the 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 Rocky in the wilderness training. Oh yeah, yeah. he was doing the poor man's training. Yeah. Whereas like you know, Adonis was doing like the rich man's like pulling a Cessna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a air air. Well, in the, the airport hangar. Well, one of the cool things about the training was when they brought Ivan Drago's son back in. Yeah, and he was so, sparring with him. And that dude yeah. is a giant. He was huge, man. He was sparring with him, and I was like, oh my gosh, man. Yeah. That's why that's why I gave the uh, so actors and acting. Yeah. I gave that an 8. Yeah. Because I liked how they brought in Drago. Yeah. a couple times. And I mean on top of what we already talked about how the acting was just really good. I think the actors were just they they just like I don't know. You you would never have t- been able to tell they were acting. The acting was just very Yeah. 
high quality. But I like how they brought Drago in, and um, you know, I, I I did like that scene during the training montage. It was right before the training montage where he was fighting Drago, and Drago was just like freaking whooping him. Yeah, I mean, he was just whooping. He's him. like, maybe and we need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, I think Drago even said he even yeah. said, well, he he was like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. And talking about like maybe Adonis shouldn't take the fight, and so it was. They were kind of like friends a little bit. Yeah, they are friends. Like. Yeah, um, yeah, they were because when Drago came uh, to the that party, yeah, uh, he was Adonis went over and shook his hand. I was like, hey man, how's it going? So they it looks like they had become friends. Yeah, for sure. And so you know, I I, I did like that part how they brought him in and that was cool. kind of implemented that a little bit. One thing that I thought was uh, interesting is that, well, one thing that this kind of goes along with cinematography, but like at the end of every single Rocky fight, like literally their eyes or their faces so swollen that like their eyes are like you can barely see out of their eyes. I mean, heck, they had to cut Rocky's eye in one of them uh, so he could even see. But like at the end of the fight, like 12 at the big fight, at the end of the 12 rounds, you know they're barely even swollen. Their faces are barely even swollen at all. And then like, and then after the fight, he goes and he's playing with his daughter in the ring. I'm like, dude, after the fight, you take these guys go to the hospital. You know, <laughs> not playing yeah. around in the ring with their kids. You know, this is not like the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he stayed around especially and playing on the field. Going, yeah, especially going full twelve rounds. You know, they went like the whole time. At hard. And they were just and he almost killed the heavyweight champion. Other. Oh, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, before and getting slammed on this whole time with all these yeah. twenty years of rage built up, and he doesn't even have any barely any bruises on his face. Yeah, so uh, it it was it was interesting. I mean, it was definitely entertaining, and yeah. I wouldn't let any of this deter you from going to see it. Yeah, um, well, one thing definitely with the with the storyline that I liked was, uh, you know, in the Rocky series, we hear about that one line where he says. Uh, it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving, moving forward. So, you know, you can, you can take that as a life lesson, but it's also kind of Rocky's mantra. It's just like he's just going to get punched in the head as many, 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 many times so he can go the distance. Whereas Adonis has, he, in the movie, he says, it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about control and focus. So yeah. I like that because it's a more of, a, and I spoke earlier about how Adonis seemed to be more intelligent than the simpleton of Rocky Balboa. So it's more of an intellectual approach to boxing as opposed to just, you know, you know, just this juggernaut type of mentality that Rocky Balboa had. It's more of like a dance. You know, you're doing a dance. That's why he's, he talks to Felix, the one uh, champ that was working in his gym. He's like, it's not about just overpowering and destroying. and It's about feeling it and, and doing the dance and actually controlling your, your power. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely a, an interesting comparison. And and I think, too, it's important because they wanted to potentially separate from the Rocky movies a little bit and kind of create something of their own, which which I agree with. I mean, I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I agree, too. I, th- I think that one thing about the acting, uh, going on to the acting, and this is also kind of with the storyline as well, is that, I think that the way that ma- the masculinity is shown in this movie is a little bit more, and I hate to use this word because, but it's I would say it's a little bit more modern uh, than the the Rocky franchise. Like in the Rocky franchise, 
he, I mean, like he does, he like basically ignores this kid. Uh, you never see Rocky doing anything other than just driving in his like Ferrari, just brooding. It, he there's no, there's very little emotion, or when he does get emotional, he gets angry. But in this movie, uh, right at the beginning, first scene of the movie, he's having tea. He's having a tea party with his daughter. Uh, there's a lot of interaction between him and his daughter, who's deaf, uh, in the movie. There's multiple occasions where he's dealing with very painful emotions, uh, especially with this Dame character that they've had this history, and he's he, he cries. Uh, he cries at the end uh, when he's dealing with this pain, this reconciliation. He he's very emotional when he's talking to his wife about the struggle and this weight that he's carrying. Uh, you don't see that kind of emotion in any of the Rocky movies. And uh, so I thought that was very interesting. This is like a little bit of a, uh, but I mean, still, he's very masculine. I mean, he, he dressed super sharp the whole movie. I mean, he's freaking jacked. He's strong. He was, goes out there and he fights him. And even though, and even he trances, he shows his daughter how to box in the movie. And this, even his wife and him are kind of going back and forth like, well, you can talk it out. And then sometimes you got to fight it out. And like, that's kind of what he did. You know, he, he fought it out. Uh, he had to fight him. And so I don't think it was like, you know, masculine, like modern masculine sometimes is just like wimping people out. But I think it just is like opens up a little bit more uh, of the emotional side of men uh, in this movie than traditionally we would see uh, in uh, the Rocky movies. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting that kind of the whole plot of uh, Adonis and, and Dame were together and, and Adonis started a fight and then Dame pulled a gun and then he got put in jail on gun charges for 20 years almost because he pulled the gun really to kind of save Adonis. But did he really save him? Did he really need to pull the gun? Like, you know, it's it's kind of all questionable. But however, however that's kind of the, the, the one thing I want to talk about too with the plot is that the whole thing is that this is like Adonis's struggle in life is coping with the the feelings of of guilt. Not only that this guy went to prison where he feels kind of that he went to prison for him, which he didn't really go to prison for him. Uh, or maybe he went to prison for protecting him, but he's the one that chose to pull the gun. I mean... Yeah, And so he's been tormented and struggled with this his entire life. He's kind of been running from it. He doesn't want to talk to his wife about it. And uh, I actually, whenever they were like, who is this Leroy guy or Lenny or whatever his name was, um, who was like the foster dad or yeah. the home dad that, that would beat yeah. on these kids, I thought it was going to be like he like molested them or something like that and he didn't yeah. want to talk about it. I thought that's what it, where it was going with the story, well, but it maybe- was just, he was just a terrible guy and just kind of beat on him maybe that's maybe they originally were going to take it in that direction uh but it was too that was maybe that's maybe it was too dark and so they just said oh he you know beat on us or whatever as opposed to saying oh i I, I felt like they were kind of setting it up for that like he was almost embarrassed of what happened and just get past it just get past it you know and it was like yeah but then yeah exactly but then he was just like oh he just beat on us i'm like oh why would you be so embarrassed about that Whereas yeah, if he had said, you know, he 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 did things to us, and it was like, oh, that is serious, and I can understand why you would do that. You know, it it, it enlightens it up a little bit because that that would make it like super serious, you know. Yeah, but that would have almost made more sense of like it would have made more sense because they the reason it why he's so reluctant deeper, to talk which, about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it would have added an element to the to the story. Yeah, because um, he was like super, super reluctant to talk about it. But like, he's a fighter. Yeah. I mean, he gets beat up all the time. To say I got beat up by a foster by a foster dad as a kid, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand why that's not like so outside the realm of like, you know, don't even talk to your wife about it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, his yeah, I mean, his wife didn't know she was the guy was talking about. Oh, when we were in the home, do you remember the bed bugs? And his wife was like, "What?" Like she was so surprised. Like, I mean, had they not talked about this before? I mean, they've been married for ten plus years. Their daughter's ten years old. Apparently not, man. Like, apparently they didn't communicate never, very well at all. They never talked about like where did you come from. They never talked about. Oh yeah, I was an illegitimate child of Apollo Creed, and and Apollo Creed's wife came to the. Uh, to the orphanage and, and or, or to the uh, child home and picked me up and at, at 12 years old and raised me. I mean, she didn't think there was a whole life before 12 years old. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was a little bit of a little bit of a lapse. But uh, one thing that I really did like, um, and I guess this kind of goes into the plot and cinematography a little bit, too, is in the, the ending in the last fight when everything's kind of going quiet and it's before the last round. And they're both in their corners, and they look over at the other corner, as you know, as boxers, as as adults, mm-hmm. and they see each other as as they were as children. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I got from that was they were like seeing their friendship. They were like they were seeing them. They were seeing each other as little kids, as best friends, as you know what they used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. the the innocence that existed between them and i felt like kind of at that point obviously they both still wanted to win the fight but uh that felt to me like a turning point of like forgiveness i guess or just like overcoming what they what they had been through yeah yeah interesting let's go move on to uh agenda i, I didn't feel like there was any agenda i thought it was the one thing that i thought was kind of weird though is I think because it was cool they have his daughter was deaf. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not against having people with disabilities in the movies, but it was kind of weird because in the first movie, his wife had said that she was going deaf and that she would be deaf, like almost like, Im- like immediately, like not Im- like imminently. She was imminently going to be deaf. She was next- losing her hearing. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I got to get it in now. And because. But then, like in the movie, she was totally fine. It was almost like they would sign sometimes, but then other times, like it was almost like they realized that they couldn't carry the movie well and the dialogue well through signing with him and his wife. So they just had her speak normal, and yeah. it was like, oh, it's like they didn't convenient even they didn't thing. even mention anything about her hearing. Well, yeah, they did. She said, oh, you know, I can't play, I can't do concerts anymore. I guess that's true, yeah, because it but, would damage your hearing. But I didn't understand. It's like. She couldn't sing, like like. But the, she could be at. The but she could the be there at the concert. Like yeah, she's like, oh, I'm here listening to my listening to my song be played. He's like, I bet you wish you could be up there singing. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I do miss it. And it's like, but you were literally like five feet away. Like what what yeah. was the difference between you being there and not staying on the stage? So that was kind of a weird thing. I feel like they kind of painted themselves into a corner with that whole deaf thing, uh, and so they wanted to keep the thing going, but it just the for the dialogue it wouldn't work right so that's where they brought in the daughter they could keep it going there and then they just kind of conveniently forget or make up some weird kind of story excuse as to why his wife could still hear 
but uh, you know, for the dialogue purposes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a minuscule thing, but yeah, I, I agree. It's interesting. Uh, well, I bring it up because that was that was the part that was kind of distracting. For the, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why are they doing this? And like, this is this doesn't flow right. So because it stood out of my mind, uh, that's why I bring it up. But other than that, there's no thing. So creed building. I thought, I thought there's a lot of different themes in here that. that are great like lessons and, and themes to your creed. Just a couple of the ones I thought of, like I liked it when he, when they were both studying their opponents, I thought it was cool when, uh, you know, at the beginning of the, uh, at the beginning, actually Dame had showed Adonis, you know, watch for the weakness, be patient. And, uh, and then when Dame was fighting Felix, uh, you know, he goes to sit in the corner and he had been punching that ar- punching his arm uh, under his arm. And then he actually, tells this guy that in the corner to move over and he looks over and he sees that they're icing Felix's arm and so he's like nice and then he just keeps punching that arm uh, similar to how Adonis won by punching the guy right in the kidney because he kept exposing himself uh, so I like that aspect of like studying your your opponent finding out their weaknesses uh, also you know leaders can lead in a variety of ways you know him and his wife you know are going back and forth about you know stand up for yourself fight and then she was like well you can talk about it and Really, kind of both of those ended up working. Uh, another one is uh, don't let guilt uh, push you into making certain decisions. He made the decisions he did because of the guilt that he had, uh, and that's not necessarily a good way to operate. Uh, also, don't get hung up on the past. Like, don't. Sometimes, I guess, a couple things. One, you can't just bury your past and never and just move forward. Sometimes these things will come back. Uh, so deal with those things, but also don't just keep letting it keep you bogged down. And that's kind of what he he felt so much guilt and shame from the past that it just really prevented him from moving forward and even caused a rift between him and his wife and all this kind of stuff. And the last one, I think that, um, was just good is like I mentioned earlier about the, just being more tactical, uh, being in control, uh, being uh having focus that kind of thing i like that yeah i completely agree uh i think we i think we'd both put a seven on this one yeah um you know i had written down just overcoming your past um and the struggle i think that he potentially could have done that sooner um you know if he was really plagued by this during his life then as an adult he should have like, I don't know, reached out or done something. Um, but I think one thing is kind of forgiveness of others and forgiveness of yourself, right? He felt his whole life that this is like my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. But his wife and even his his coach who knew, uh, who knew Dame from, he knew what happened, right? He knew Dame from little as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, it is not your fault, like yeah. you didn't make him pull the gun, right? That was his decision. It was his fault. And so sometimes we can, it's almost like survivor's guilt, right? Yeah. You have survivor's guilt in war. And, you know, these guys, it's like, you know, I could have done this or I could have done that. Well, you can't just live on woulda's and coulda's. Um, so really just kind of forgiving yourself and, and sharing and, and, I liked what you said about kind of that masculine, kind of a modern masculine of being involved with the family and with his daughter 
Um, I thought that was really cool. And, and I think another thing too, is that he should have talked about it. Yeah. Um, you know, when his wife was like, tell me, please tell me about it. Tell me about it. Like he should have just talked to her. And, and this is the, the kind of what I think would have completely flipped this plot completely upside down. Right. Do you know how, uh, right. But when, when Adonis was going to take this fight, when he was going to get the heavyweight belt back, he went on that, uh, the, the news station or the sports station or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I was wondering like what, what, what the deal was with that. Like, I, I didn't get that part. It's like he went on the news and they're like, Adonis I, is now on the news and he has something to say. And well, I think you know, he was just going to announce that I'm going to fight. Well, right? well, no, but, well, I don't think so because he didn't say anything until the guy called him and challenged him. He said, let's, let's do it. You know? No, I felt like I felt like he had made up his mind because his wife told him sometimes you just have to fight. Yeah. So I think he had already made up his mind. Um, but what he should have done from my you know, fifty thousand foot view is on that radio or on the, the, the TV, he should have told the story. That's what I was thinking he too. Should have, he should have said, I was twelve years old. Adonis or a dame was 18. I got in a, a fight with someone who used to beat me as a child, as a, a foster parent. Yeah. And I saw him and my rage got a hold of me and I started punching him. And then his boys came up to me and started beating on me. And a Ad- and dame came over to help, but he pulled a gun and he already had charges and he went to jail for 18 years. And he's pissed at me because he thinks that he went to jail that I sent him to jail because he pulled the gun protecting me. I mean, if he would have done said something like that, it would have completely taken the wind out of Dame's sails because it was like Dame is being mean to him. And he's like, you know, but nobody knows why and all this kind of stuff. Well, if people knew the story, they'd be like, dude, that was a dick move. Like that's not his fault that you pulled a gun. I mean, like I agree. I I thought, I I thought that's what he was going to say. When he went on, yeah. I thought he was going on to say, here's the story. This is what's going on between me and Dame. This is why he keeps trashing me. I also thought it was weird how like Dame was like trashing his family, his like his personal family. And then like yeah. it was like at the end it was like, Oh, all cool, you know. It's like Well, maybe maybe he was just talking about the creed name or like even but even if he did talk about his dad or whatever, it's like why is he trashing your dad would be disappointed in you. Like he was making like really personal attacks against him. I don't know. It seemed weird at the end. They were just like, "Oh, reconcile." Like, hey, no worries about you saying all this stuff about my wife and my kid. You know, it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I totally agree with you. I wish he had said something like, "Hey, you know, let's put this behind us." And if the only way, if the way that we have to put this behind us is a fight, then let's do it. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah, it would have given it would have given him the power versus it felt like the whole movie Dame is the one that had the power because he knew this secret that you know that only Adonis knew that he was he was the reason why he was in jail or whatever. I mean it's not like yeah. they're going to arrest Adonis for something that happened 20 years ago, you know, it's just like yeah. Yeah. That would have taken the wind out of his sails and it would have heck it would have maybe even sold more tickets cuz it would have been, you know, even bigger of a you know rivalry or grudge you could have sold it as a grudge match you know like yeah um yeah but also when uh 
Dame when that guy at the party broke uh Drago's hand. Yeah. That was a dead giveaway, man. I was like, oh dude, that's a plant. Because I thought I thought actually, well, I had kind of hoped that Dame would would knock out Felix or hurt him in sparring and then he would fight Drago. That's what I was hoping for. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> but uh, he, he couldn't handle he couldn't handle Drago. He couldn't tango with Drago, dude. Drago would uh, Drago would have just punched his heart right out of his chest. Yeah. But Felix, dude. Little hombrecito there, man. The, what weight class is he in, by the way? I mean, these <laughs> weight classes. He was a heavyweight, all... <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Maybe the guy was, was really small, tall. man. He was tiny. Um, yeah. So yeah, but anything uh, else? Overall, overall, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, I know maybe we're being overly critical in a couple different aspects, but you know, I'm just a a a, a Rocky fan through and through, and so I have to compare it. You know, I have yeah. to. No, I, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Seven point five was definitely a good score. Uh, I think it was. I mean, with a with a boxing movie, you kind of know what the plot's going to be coming in, right? It's, there's not going to be no surprises, and so it's not like the storyline is going to be so exciting or, or or anything like that. But the cinematography was great, the acting was great. Uh, it, it was over the the lessons learned were pretty good. So where it was weakest is probably in the plot line and story. I was between six and a half and seven, uh, but. but you know, I, I was just between them two, but yeah, that's what you get yeah. when you walk into a boxing movie. There's going to be a boxing match and the hero's going to win, period. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this movie review. Uh, if you uh, saw the movie, leave a comment and tell us what your thoughts were. Uh, if, if we were on par or if uh, maybe you thought it was better or possibly worse than what we thought. Uh, you know, we'd be interested in, and how did, uh, how did this movie help build your creed? Yeah. Was it a creed builder or was it a creed destroyer? <laughs> Pun intended because it's creed three. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks all. Let's build that creed together. All right. Let's do it.